What's up there, you hockey face fucks? I'm Eric, sitting here with Garrett and Adam, and tonight we're gonna go over the 1989 film, Friday the 13th, part V, I, 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 Jason Takes Manhattan. Hope you enjoy. Part 8 was released in the heat of the summer on July 28th of 1989. It had a budget of around $5 million and grossed over $14.3 million in the domestic box office. You get me in the lake, and you're not gonna get me now. So this movie really sets the mood and brings us in all sexed up with some super awesome music straight from the city, transferring onto a lake yacht. That lake yacht, that lake yacht shot where it just like the boat slowly comes into into the frame is amazing. It, it's like 35 seconds long of you just watching a slow ass yacht getting into composition. Yeah, we just I think it's super fitting though. That boat seems too big. That's lake. what I'm saying, the, dude. It's a fucking what's lake. What's going yacht. on? <laughs> <laughs> They're just cruising on down, you know, for that sweet long shot. You get some sweet long foreplay, bringing us into this Billy Impostor looking motherfucker from Stranger Things. He has sweet cool hair. Dude. He has sick hair. Yeah. Pops right on in, dude. That was the first thing that came to mind this go around was I was like, this dude looks like Billy from Stranger Things. Yep. Super fucking funny. Dude, you um, notice how big his fucking pupils are? He's part yeah, of mushrooms, dude. He's all, yeah, he's all drugged out. He's hitting, he hit that micro dose. Little <laughs> he's telling the lettuce. girl about Jason, dude. He's just got these fucking black fucking eyes with just like a little hint of blue blue around him. He's like, you ever heard of fucking Jason Ford? Yeah, and the ghost, <laughs> the ghost story's like pretty fucking rad. You know, it's it's cool. Like, um, but before that, you get his awesome like four plate up half chub. <laughs> and then he's just like, well, I didn't go, think that gotta go, was awesome. Gotta go throw the anchor in. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> hey, what's wrong? Nothing. Come on, Jimmy. Something's bothering you. Just that we're right around that summer camp where all those murders took place. <laughs> what murders? You don't want to know about it. Who the fuck gets, who's like, hey, let's just get all sexed up and then like, Right when we get to that climactic point, gotta go throw the anchor in. Oh yeah, I gotta go to the store real quick. I gotta go. Yeah. He, had, he had to get protection, man. It was just it was that ride or die moment. And then he just Maybe. comes back like flaccid as fuck, and then he's just like starts telling some cool ghost stories to just improve this foreplay. The guy's dead now, somewhere at the bottom of this lake. If you believe the stories. What stories? And then all, all in the wild, this anchor drags along the yeah. bottom, and, and we get fucking Frank and Jason brought Dude, back to life through electric volts. I love that scene of just like seeing like the anchor slowly drag and like grabs the power line, and like, and then you see off in the distance like the broken cavernous like box where the chains are, and, you, and Jason's like body's halfway hanging out with his arm dangling over the top. Mm -hmm. 
I like I like how they didn't do anything to bury it or anything. They That's just, what like, I'm saying, dude. It's like just, just perfectly like, yeah, fresh. Just drop this fucking huge hose filled with like high tension. No fungus wires, on it or like, anything. Fucking no algae water. just growing off that sucker. It's just fucking just sitting there like they just dropped it in today. And he plopped down his anchor and just tells a Jason story. And yeah, I mean, like wait, here we go. before before we dive too much into this, like I just want to pause and just like this movie is like the quintessential like perfect example of how gnarly and weird the 80s got if you want to shape up fast join the super fitness team now you'll be number one it's like it's part eight of a franchise like that alone is just like it puts you in that mindset of like fucking a we're at part eight it reminds me of like in monster squad when he's like no that was part seven dad it's like we're at that level of like horror insanity we're at part eight and then like every single part of this movie is just so over the top the acting's like perfect 80s horror movie bad the kills are so wild like They've had seven of these movies, so now these kills have to be so over the top. The props they use to make the kills are just so wild. This movie is like perfect example of like 80s gnarly horror movie. There was this boy named Jason Voorhees. Drowned crystal like about 30 years ago. The I director at one point in the movie was naked on set to show one of the female actresses that being naked was totally fine. Oh no, that's... That's, That's how 80s, 80s this 80s was. Fuck. <laughs> Imagine like Stanley Kubrick just standing at you, fucking out, showing his little bird in his nest, being like, look, this is fine. Even though Stanley Kubrick did not direct this, so I don't want that <laughs> the wrong way. Imagine if Stanley Kubrick directed part eight. Fucking Stanley Publick. <laughs> Imagine if that director got erect while these chicks were just naked. Creepy. And he's like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but Jason, of course, is down stuck at the bottom of Crystal Lake from Jason's death in New Blood, where Tina summons her father from beneath, beneath the Crystal Lake cores. And he comes and wraps his chains and pulls him down like fucking the ghost from Christmas past and just <laughs> rips him down. Abanisa. And that's where he just lays dormant until right. now. Initially, when they were first were pitching this movie around, they wanted Tina to be in it. Like it was gonna be like Tina was now the the arch nemesis of Jason. And they were gonna run that through part eight. The actress who played Tina wanted more money, and Paramount was like, "Nah, we're not paying you anymore." And she was like, "Fuck it, I'm not doing it." So they she rewrote hasn't the whole done script. Anything since? Yeah, she's a babe though. Sorry if you guys are getting some spooky rain sounds because it's coming down. On well, the she's she's a little weird now. It looks like she fucked with her face a little bit. Oh no. Yeah, that, Michael that J. never goes good. I don't know why people do that. Just got to hold on to that youth somehow. Youth lizard. So the first kills are pretty cool. Susie maybe should have jumped off the fucking boat and tried to swim. Just yeah, a thought. She, like her whole thing was like, I'm going to hide in like the bow of the ship. And then he opens it and stares at her. over the top. Stares at her for like a good while. Like and moved so slowly with that harpoon down. And she just yeah. literally like chest out. Ready to take it, like squirming around, like Screaming. she could have done a lot of different moves here. But again, it's just like perfect, perfect, like cheese eighty. Like, of course, she's just gonna lay there and get absolutely pwned. Well, I still love her boyfriend that gets fucking stabbed, and then he grabs his chest and he looks at his hands and the blood, and then he grabs the window, moves the curtain, and you just you see her feet fucking off like across the right, ship. She's by. like, fucking. She had all this time to jump. Yeah. All yeah, this time to jump and start camp swimming. Right there. Let me sit in this closet. When Jason killed the boyfriend, I'm not sure if I saw this right, but did he just Intestines stab him with the gun with the of the harpoon? Gun, yeah. yeah. 
So like no harpoon on it. Just put the gun through. He missed. He, he shot and tried to shoot her right, in the head. Right. Just making sure. And, and it looked kind of like he used the, the back side of it. That's what he stabs him with. Yeah. Stabs her with. Yeah, exactly. He pulls out his intestines with it. No, that's the rubber hosing of the gun. That's what I thought, too. Oh, was it? I thought he had, I thought I he had thought. some intestines. Yeah, like, that's what I thought years ago when I yeah. watched it. And then I watched it again. And nah. I was like, oh, all right, all right. All right. I love when he pulls the harpoon out of like the cheap set prop like boat wall. You can see the wood flex and bend. Like it's just like a veneer, thin ass sheet of wood. Yeah, There's a lot of fucking wacky shit in here. He, like, kills the captain of the ship with the backside of the machete. Yeah. Slits his awesome. throat, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's way, we're getting way overboard. We're not going to do our usual fucking run-through throughout the entire movie. I think we can just open topic this one. Oh, this is too oh, much crap. And the other thing with the boat scene is when Jason finally reveals himself and comes to start climbing onto the little boat, he grabs the ropes with his hands, mm-hmm. and he's supposed to be this fucking rotted away water it's all slimy yeah but if you look at his fingers through the gloves his fingers are perfectly normal like skin tone like totally fine just cane totter fingers dude cane totter normal fingers little cane tendies he just had a a little uh beverage got some perspiration on there and shit wiped right off (laughs) eric you refer to that as drink quota Eric, you referred to that as the boat scene, but sadly, this most of this entire movie is a fucking boat scene. I'm talking is, about the boat scene that we're talking about with yeah. this young couple that's sitting on <laughs> totally, the boat. Totally, totally. Oh, and yeah, by the way, the ship. I geographically looked this up. Camp Crystal Lake does not ever touch any part of the ocean. I was on Google Maps. <laughs> okay? The camp in New Jersey at no point ever reaches the ocean to get to New York. He made it to space. Spoiler he alert. He can get to New York for a boat if he made it to space. He would be more likely to make it to space (laughs) than to make it to the ocean from Camp Crystal Lake. Especially with that fucking yacht, dude. That ain't happening. Yeah, for some reason, like, my memories of this movie, it's a lot more New York than it is boat. But after rewatching it today, I was like, holy fuck. Like, this whole movie's on a boat. It's on a goddamn it's a, boat. It's like a good hour and ten minutes of boat and like yeah. thirty minutes of Manhattan. Exactly. Well, and like it's like not even much of Manhattan. It's mostly the, back alleys. They didn't have the budget yeah. to shoot. They had the original script was way more of him in New York. Right, right. Mm. And they were like, no, we can't afford all this. Yeah, they were like, what they did with Manhattan is dope. Like the visuals in this movie are pretty fucking awesome, especially like those captivating scenes of him like being under like the lights and like how everyone like imagines New York to be if you haven't been there. Like that's that's what it looks like at nighttime. And he's just like standing out just this fucking specimen of fucking pure murder. I I mean, I know the 80s were really bad in New York, but like. This is fucking a cartoon of itself. Like every it's fucking Chud, Chud of New York. Yeah, it's every like mm. they actually filmed in New York for two days. Like that was all they could afford in their budget. They filmed the rest of the city scenes in like Canada, I think like Vancouver or something. Yeah, Vancouver 80s and fuck, British Columbia. Like yeah. the whole thing of it is just but fucking like, 80s as fuck. Like they get off the boat and like literally immediately two guys run full speed up to them and mug them and then start shooting heroin in people. It's like they literally just went balls to the wall, like caricature of bad New York City right off the bad mm-hmm. here which is hilarious yeah no one ever talks again about the fact that she was just stabbed with a needle by a couple of junkies in a dirty alley right that whole fact is just like completely negate throughout the rest of the film not She's like fine jason took those bottles out dude yeah that was that syringe through the body yep yeah that guy with his his seven shooter yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking one shot at the dog six shots at jason could have reloaded after the dog incident. They were too busy carrying that girl around. 
got my money, Holmes. Who the fuck are you? You're dead, fuckhead. You guys notice that at any point did he inject himself? He just injected her with heroin. And he just had plans of raping her all night. Was that the yeah. plan? That was yeah, the, just going to get her all plan. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. fucked up. Dude. Yeah, well, so Jason comes to the they rescue. Were injecting themselves at the beginning of the movie when they're doing all those shots. Yeah, that was through the same New guys. York. Yep. So we don't know what the timeline is there. Right. Did not look fucked up. Oh no, he looked. Well, they were just pros, pro doing. junkies at that point, but. I love how he stole the necklace and then just chucked it on the ground. He's like, this thing's fake or whatever. Fuck this. And he just drops it. Dude, he knows because he's ripped off so many people. He's like, this is a Taurus fucking bullshit. Which is actually funny because she gets this dope gift like from her teacher. I don't know if she's a relative or what the situation is of that ink pen that was supposedly used by Stephen King. And I was like, how fucking rad is that if you're a writer? Right. And then like boyfriend comes out and he's like oh let me give you the tackiest fucking fake gold necklace with the Statue of Liberty on it. And it's like, yeah, dude, you are not getting laid with that gift. No, she really goes, I love this. I got you one of the declaration of independence. Sure. That's like the female equivalent of, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) I got you some arrowheads from the the local gift shop. (laughs) Jason takes a boat. They should have called it instead of Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah, like going back to the the ship scene, though, like how gnarly is this like metal chick with her axe just like going to shoot on the top of the boat? And then she goes downstairs, she's got the steam going and she's just fucking riffing heavy. Yeah, And then he just comes out of nowhere and like she just screams. I thought she was going to look up and just shred even harder. And then he (laughs) like chases her so fast. Like she's left the guitar. She's down the bottom and he's already down there with the guitar. And oh, man. Epic fucking kill, like with that whole crack in the blood splatter, like just like straight on the camera lens. That's like one of my favorite shots of all of the Friday the 13th kills. But quick little note on that. She was only carrying her guitar and one other thing, which you could see her putting a cassette cassette tape tape thing. Yeah. No, her guitar and something that was taking a cassette tape. So was she just blaring a boombox and air playing guitar? No, she had a mini amp with that. Where is she plugging all this shit in? No idea. It's a very valid question. I love it, though, because she's like, clearly, like, her visual appearance is, like, Ramones-esque and, like, trying to make the tie-in to New York City and, like, the punk scene or whatever. But when when I first saw her, I'm like, I'm like, oh, like, this character's cool. I can't wait to, like, see what happens to her. And, like, she's, like, one of the first to just get murked, like, right away. I, I thought they were, if they were going to go so over the top with her, like, visual appearance, they would, like, do more with the character. But they just got rid of her super early. No, I, I think the guitar was, like, the main thing there. Yeah. I also want to know where this school is because they have, like, a graduating class of, like, 12 people. Yeah. It's a private school. I mean, I know there's, like, 12 people, like, the main characters, and they kind of show, like, some other people at, like, the beginning when they're, like, going on their bon voyage. Yeah. But yeah. 
it looks like there's like a total of like 30 people on this boat for like this great graduation, like going away to New York fucking trip. Maybe, maybe they like, were the only ones. Maybe those were the only kids who could afford people. Yeah. I love the creepy old guy on the boat, like the deck hand. The deck mate? Yeah, yeah. he's fucking awesome. Dude, the guy that's like a ripoff of, you've got a death, it's got a death curse. <laughs> yeah. He just looks like a Scooby-Doo character, like everything from like his appearance to like what he says, he's just like this weird dude. He's Every a wacko. Yeah, he's like, almost gives me that vibe of the, um... The priest from Halloween. As Halloween approaches, and Dunkin' Donuts is dressing up their donuts for the occasion. That's a good call. I was going to say, have you ever seen, uh, I believe it's called The Hollow? I don't know if I've seen that. And it's like Stacy Kitsch, or whatever his name is, plays like a drunk caretaker to a cemetery. Why are you calling me that? Ian, he's a gravekeeper, and he's obviously drunk. My name is Klaus Van Ripper, although that doesn't mean much to ye, and I'm not drunk. I do take care of the cemetery, and I need to talk to ye. There's something you need to know. And he's pretty much like the same thing there. Like, you guys are all doomed, like, preacher. You know, like, he's like drunk, and he's like, the, the horsemen's come back. <laughs> it's like literally off that same thing, except this was obviously, this movie came out way later. I think this probably came out in the early 2000s. It's a pretty cheesy. I'm I'm such a huge fan of the like anything Sleepy Hollow, so for sure I've seen it a few times. But it's pretty cheesy. I believe one of the Carters is one of the main characters, like as a bully. I don't know which Carter it is, but you know what I'm talking about the blonde-haired like boy Aaron band dudes. It may be Nick. The Nick's the older boy. one, right? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick's the older one. I think it's him. Don't quote me on this. I'm totally wrong, listeners at home. Let just, me go uh, check my CD. Streets back, all right. It's an okay, like little, like fun adaption. I say reluctantly as I'm getting crucified by our listeners right now. But like I said, I'm just a fan of anything. That guy it seems like the the captain's like cousin that's like gone on hard times, and he's like, "Tonight's a spooky night." And you're like, "All right, <laughs> Phil, will you grab the fucking rope and like help me tie up the dinghy?" Yeah, Fuck yeah there's ghosts in the air tonight. But that's what I liked about the whole ghost story thing at the very beginning, is it was super, I mean, definitely not on the same level, but I love when movies start off with, like, the whole ghost story thing. The Fog yeah. is, like, one of the best break-in intros ever. Yeah, for this one, I feel like it was one of those, like, slap it in, easy way for people who've never seen any of the other Friday the 13th, so, like, just give them a little bit of backstory before you get into the storyline. Yeah. Yeah, creepy deckmate guy. Not a super long role. They stretch him out throughout this movie, but super corny, but essential, I believe. He's one of my favorites, to be honest. I like how he just pops in every 25 minutes. Yeah. He's like, you're all fucked. And then he like fucks off into the darkness. I wonder where he goes. He just sits down like <laughs> down and just listening to the screams. He's got like a bottle nah. of whiskey in the, in, the, like, in the boiler room. I should go let them know again that Jason's here. <laughs> that dude was fit for like finding little peepholes in the rooms throughout the movie. Oh, yeah, definitely creeper. Yeah, like, for just, sure. just fapping on a fucking stool or something. It's like, total weirdo and um, <laughs> super fapping essential. Stool. Just fapping on a stool, dude. That dude's just out there. You know, he's just one of those up. guys just, you know, fapping on a stool. <laughs> dude, that's that's the vibes that he gives off. I'm just calling I'm it like you. it is. I'm, I agree. I 100% agree. <laughs> and then we have, like, some epic kills that come up, like we were talking about. Death by Sonorock. Yeah, Who the that fuck was has awesome. ever done that? That was super sick. And like Sonorock through the chest, like yeah, like know. into the stomach, like just yeah, like steaming through your body. 
Well, it went into the stomach, and then as it panned out and you saw the body, you're like, we're like a foot up on right. the torso here. Like, what the fuck's going on? But no, it, did it didn't intro really look like stomach. a cavity, though. It just looked like they just poured a little blood on his chest right. and were like, yeah, massive trauma wound. Again, perfect 80s eighth sequel in a series level of cheese and shit like awesome i love it like show me the wound in a complete opposite spot of where it was supposed to be because this is what it's all about nice fight julius guess i need to work on my left right left combo hey listen no hard feelings man okay what do you say we track down those babes later Well, it's one of those things where, from like looking into this, it seems like they had a script and then they were like, all right, you're not getting Tina from the original, so like you got to write that out of it. Like, you can't have like the whole like telepathic thing going on they're like all right well yeah he's gonna be like you know he's gonna go to new york he's like yeah well he's gonna go to the statue of liberty he's gonna go to madison square garden he's gonna go here he's gonna go there he gets Times square for about 30 seconds <laughs> all right well let me write all that out so where are we going we're on the boat we're and on the boat i read that in, the, in an alley we're on the boat and we're in an alley i read all that right. the uh the writer wanted to write in a bunch more like nudity in like sex scenes and they that all got axed as well well most of it some of it stayed but no pun intended with some sweet guitar riffs. <laughs> so I got a question for you guys. Let it rip, Tater Chip. Going back to the whole using the back of the machete to slit the captain's throat. So this captain gets cane tottered. If you guys haven't heard in previous episodes, our friend Mark likes to get drunk and think that Kane Hodder's name is Kane Totter. So you're going to hear some Kane Totter references pretty often. So... Going back to our Monster Mania conventions, Kane gets this dude with a machete. You think he was having a little flashback? He had a little too many of his fancy little mojitos or whatever it is that he's drinking. And he thought he had the backside of that machete on that dude, and he fucking cuts him. What if he cut him with the backside? Like it was a straight up, it was a reenactment of that exact scene. I'm saying, dude, it was some Voorhees part. V I I I I. <laughs> Flashbacks. Cha 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 cha. It's funny though. You mentioned that, like seeing Kane at all the conventions we've done over the years. Like he's always there. He's like a a staple if there, of, of if that If there's scene. a convention, Kane taught us right. kicking it, around in the crowd somewhere. But it's funny, For like. Sure. Now that we've seen him so many times and like we like been around him, it's like seeing Jason like walk around like in just his mannerisms and like how he like gets up and how he moves around. Just it's like, like him. It's like oh shit! Yeah. Like he I never got out of character. Right. I totally Stiff see. As fuck. I totally see Kane totter just a hundred percent there. It's like duh. Like of course he's under that mask. When before it wasn't as easy for me to like decipher between the two unless I like looked it up on my phone or whatever. Yeah. He's still got the fucking forearms too. Oh yeah, yeah. You can literally see it, like like the stiff like upper body posture, and then the fucking big ass like forearms like out to the side, like when he's always walking. And and, dude, I never knew that Kane Hodder could climb ladders like a motherfucker. Because in this movie, this dude was like a sprinter on a fucking ladder. That dude (laughs) that was friends with the dude that got fucked up earlier on in the movie. He's just fucking, he's up there and just grabs him, like, instantly. I'm like, you were just at the bottom. This motherfucker was, like, three-quarters of the way up, and you were just gone. Spoiler well, alert, though, his talent of climbing ladders is actually 
doesn't show up at the end of the movie, and that's how he gets pwned. That is true. That is very much true. But that's a good call. He shot up after Julius. Dude, Julius like was like ladder fucking climbing. Well, that's like when he's he's chasing. He didn't have his mask. Principal. Uh, He didn't have his mask. That was uh, it. He was disoriented, dude. His mask was all fucked up. He had fucking sludge water coming out his mouth. That was really puke. That was Kane Hodder. Just he drank a shitload of water. I don't know, man. I don't know. That that seems (laughs) like no. I I read it. It's real. I believe it. That's epic. I guess he yeah, just fucking Go- pounded Google water. Google tell you that? No, I know. I saw that too, and I, I don't know. He saw I, the Toxic Avenger coming for him. I and he's believe just like, it, man. <laughs> I watched that scene like a couple times because I was like, "That's legit!" Like he literally puked there. You can like see him kind of like. Lurch. I, know, I was I was telling Casey about it, and she was like, "I don't know. No, there's no way." And I'm like, ah, "I don't know. It's, dude, it's the, on the fence. It's, on it's the, the fence. legend of Kane Totter." Dude. He drank a lot of water after all of his fucking custom drinks. <laughs> he was like, "What do we do?" Like, yeah, put, put that in put that in shut me off yeah. that's why he couldn't get up the ladder he had one too many of his little fancy cosmos or whatever the hell it is that he drinks and he's like where yeah. am i supposed to go blah, blah, blah. i want to say his drink of choice is a grateful dead it's not a grateful dead it, isn't it, kind of, it was like a Something weird like weird. long island type yeah, it was like setup. a long island a grateful dead is very similar to a long island in the it's amount of different long alcohols island. that are in it it's a totter island Good old, the Grateful Totter. The Great Old Totter. Totter takes Manhattan. So Fuck. when, uh, towards the end when Kane, as Jason, enters that, like, diner. Dude, you better not sniffle. Stop fucking things. sniffling, you fuck! Sorry, I got allergies. No, go fun. on, real quick, going back to the teleporting thing. Telekinesis porting thing? Um, so when the principal is, runs into Jason in New York, he goes running into a house from Jason, and the next thing you know, the camera pans up to the second floor window, and he's getting tossed out of the fucking window, and Jason just stands out of the fucking window, <laughs> out of nowhere. Posture you climb ladders really quick. We already figured that out. with his mask on though probably hip hopped on a fire escape and shot up there but then when uh when jason goes into the diner in new york and like they run up to like the waitress and they're like there's a maniac trying to kill us and she's like welcome to new york motherfuckers and then uh jason gets into a battle with like the dude behind the counter and he's like way bigger than kane is and he immediately gets chucked into like the uh the mirror on the wall but that dude is the dude who played jason in freddy versus jason yeah, he was, was cool, also the stuntman yeah. in a few of the things for uh, this movie. Oh, cool. That's who he's already there. Yeah, when he gets, like, the toxic sludge thrown in his face, that's... Uh, he's a monster. Uh, Ken Kieringer. Ken Totter? That. Uh, yeah, Ken Totter Kieringer. Nice. So let's go back to Julius, though, for a minute, because that dude is a fucking gangster. He's badass. But, like, right down, like, the beginning, like, so, he, I mean, you see him, he's a badass, he's doing his boxing shit, or whatever, but then, uh, he's, like, pulls the whole, school is out, McClella, like a total fucking badass, <laughs> yeah, like, dude, and I was like, I was like, shit, man, I was all hyped, I was like, let's go kill some motherfuckers, and then he, like, he gets in there, and then he's like, he's like, like, feet, combos, yeah. fucking hops in, he's like, pow, 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 fucking hits him, and then he's like, he's like, throwing these crazy, his footwork is junk, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like... 
he's just rock him sock up in particularly like the uh the killer clown scene because even like the head lands in the dumpster and like the knocks his the block lid falls off. down it's so good what are you gonna do yeah, knock my dope. block off these are combos keep it like this is it Going back to Julius, even on the boat, like when when you were talking about when he was like, "School's out, motherfucker!" Like, and he's like, "Let's nah, fucking school's go. out, McClella. And then McClella, and then they all go, and he's like, "Here's my weapons," and he like lays them all out. He's got one sledgehammer, two axes, two shotguns, and one something that looks like a pipe. And mm -hmm. he goes, "Pick your weapons," and everyone grabs their weapon. He's and then they shotgun. go, what are you going to take, Julius? And he goes, nothing. Badass. But this shotgun. <laughs> no one else grabbed the fucking shotgun? Seriously. Who was the one that was like, I'll take the sledgehammer instead of the fucking pump action? They knew they didn't I'll know how, how to operate pipe. that platform. It's cool. That's awesome. So I'm just going to go on. It was awareness. They were just like, hey, like, Julius is clearly the leader here. Yep. Like, he's got the big dick energy. Like, like send him out in front with that shotgun, and maybe we don't have to use this blunt object. Because yeah. I'm with you there. To do with it. I think that's But then they all right. split up. Yeah, that's but, the, a lot of stupid split ups in this movie. Many of them. You had, uh, what's his name? The kid with the glasses with the camera. I'm like, there's me. The emo kid. Fucking shotgun in one hand, fucking <laughs> camera in the other hand. Like, let's get some fucking sick shots of this. <laughs> He blasts away that, like, fucking quote-unquote handsome fucking shipmate that was down there doing the maintenance that, like, walks by the chicks and he, like, gives them the ho hey. <laughs> yeah. As he's going by. And uh, that's super funny. But, but, dude, back to Julius. So there's, like, this crazy stigma. Like, let's just call it out here. Like, you know, there's been a lot of horror movies where black people have gotten the axe first. Now you've got Julius. This dude's a fucking hero. Like, you're like, this is the most baddest motherfucker to hit dude, horror back then. Him, dude. dude, he fucking takes he him. Toe not, to not, toe. He goes legit toe-to-toe -to -toe with fucking toxic Jason. So that's fucking badass. Oh, yeah. Julius is the man. Like, just the opposite side of that. The dude, Sean, is, like, the worst. Like, I, I was, like, I felt bad for him when, like, he's, like, his dad's, like, giving him shit, and you can tell that, like, their relationship sucks, and he's, like... Yeah, he's, like, run the fucking boat! And he's, like, you're supposed to fucking hit the horn and then call the fucking port and let him know we're moving. Anyways, so part where I started to be, like, this guy's a fucking joke was when they get in that lifeboat, and, like, they're, they're, it, like, goes through the night, and then, like, they, they pan back in on the, sh on the small lifeboat, and there's, like, the shot from... The perspective of seeing Julius and Sean, and then the, the shot of the girls and the uh, uncle on the backside. Meanwhile, this shot is hilarious because they're on the water, and you can tell it's like green screen because there's literally no breeze. Like they all have crazy hair, and it's just still as ever. And it's like you could have just like literally just put a fan there, and it would have made it feel realer. But like it's it's so faked out. But you have you have Sean sitting there, and he looks so pathetic. He's got like his fucking uh, his life preserver, and it's like choking him around his neck and he's got his head like all buried down and he's like holding on to the paddle with like his hands together and he's just like moving it in such a slow motion i'm just like this guy's a joke like you're in a life or death situation like fucking pull your shit together man 
So I'm going to go to bat for my homie, Sean, here. <laughs> all right? Yeah. Like, your gift buying for chicks is fucking, I won't even say subpar. It's trash. trash. Okay? It's trash. You know, my gift buying for chicks is trash. You, you don't know how to use a life preserver check. Um, <laughs> you attempt to go for the heroin fucking junkie dudes that are stealing your girl, but you get stopped by the biggest fucking dink in the movie and, you know, her other caretaker or whatever. He nails the teacher there, the, the female teacher. I forget her name. But when he goes to, like, the punks in the street, he, like, mm -hmm. hit checks the woman and she, like, almost falls. It's amazing. I know. I, dude, he's – as much as I want to call him a beta male – I'm not going to fucking throw that label on him right away because he does have one redeeming moment when homegirl's drowning, that dude without a doubt jumps off, goes oh, yeah. in after his chick to save her and get her to the life raft. So he's not a total fucking waste of space. He's got some issues with dad. Dad understands it. Dad acknowledges it, gives some advice to his co-captain. And he's, dude, he's just not a fighter, man. But he did come to the rescue in one attempt in this movie so i'm gonna give him a little props and a little fucking hold up there but i'm in agreement with you in every other aspect of this movie oh, he's so pretty brutal. much a turd and they all are to an extent like so it's like pretty much all you got here is julius julius is our unsung hero julius fucking og props and then at Can the we? end jason's kill scene right like and it's so unrewarded like it's sean climbs up the ladder and like there's the uh, the manhole cover, and it's so funny because they see him, you see him, and he's like he's pushing it, and he like he gives it a couple good good rips at first, and you're like oh like I wonder if he's gonna be able to like snap the latch off or like get this thing up or whatever, and then like within seconds you just see him like he's like sitting there all frail, and he's literally just tapping the the grate on top, like literally just tapping it like you like you knock. Dude, don't say door. frail. I'm about to bring up the mummy from the Monster Squad. <laughs> but I was just like, man, this guy's a waste, and then all of a sudden. Of course, like, just happenstance ends up saving their lives, and fucking Sean turned it out and was, like, slapping a grate instead of, like, saving the woman. <laughs> Can we talk about, too, when they get on, speaking of Julius, and, like, on, like, when they're all on the lifeboat, the fact that they all, well, first of all, the fact that they're all climbing down, the dog's not in the lifeboat. You never see the dog yeah. go into the lifeboat, and then all of a sudden the dog's in the lifeboat, <laughs> and then they're, like, like the dog in the treehouse like, in Monster Squad. Yeah, that, yeah. He's like, "How does that dog get up here?" <laughs> and then they go to like take off, and all of a sudden, Julius just pops out of the fucking water. That's a nineteen eighty nine jump scare. Jumps right on there. the fucking board. It's yep. like, dude, where did half this boat come from? <laughs> and can we talk about too the fact that Jason Voorhees set a fire and then hit the fire alarm to put it out? <laughs> and then can we also talk about the fact that at some point the boat was punctured and started taking on water yeah because if that's the fucking fire alarm like sprinkler system going off whoever Some the fuck designed that shit. needs to fucking be fucked off like real fucking fast <laughs> you like, need hey to be is there a small off. fire on your boat well your boat's going down now Let's sink it because fire can't last underwater Yep, we're just terminating everything. One interesting thing I read, too, is uh, our main, uh, like our final girl, Renny, Pamela Anderson auditioned for that role, and she didn't get it. And I was like, imagine oh, this shit. movie with Pamela Anderson. Like, then it would have been like the most insane horror Titillating sequel. I would have never done this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done this episode. Come on. Barbed wire. 80s Pamela Anderson was 
a huge crush of mine. She's yeah, a, she's a pretty much huge crush of everybody's. Yeah, absolutely. Total fucking Barbie, Barbie babe. babe. Yep. Another weird thing here, I was I watched the footage of it is uh, when they were promoting this movie, they uh, had Jason go on Arsenio Hall's like talk show as a guest. Which was probably one of his best guests. Right. (laughs) I used to love Arsenio Hall when I was a kid. Like, way too young to be, like, staying up late and watching late shows, but I thought it was awesome. I love Arsenio Hall from Coming to America. Oh, so good. That movie's amazing. But, yeah, so Jason goes on the show and he just doesn't talk, which is not surprising, but... (laughs) Just stays in He just sits there and Arsenio just asks him, like, well, what are you doing next? What is this? Blah, blah, blah. And he's just, just being creepy and just sitting in the chair. It's great. The term deranged sociopath (laughs) gets thrown around a lot by the media, but it really applies to my next guest. Starting today, you can see him in Friday the 13th, Part 8. Jason Takes Manhattan. Please welcome Jason. Yeah, was like, it Kane Hodder? You're off time. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Was it Kane Hodder? I'm, I'm not sure. sure. I'm sure Kane Hodder would have jumped the bit to fucking do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're 100 percent right. Like, hey, Kane, just just be you, man. Just be you, and just sit here all wet. Don't just, say anything. Yeah, just just fucking do your breathing, and you know, <laughs> you'll be all right. Also, too, I don't know if you guys saw or anything because I couldn't find anything on it. Is there any explanation to all her? Water phobia? No, not her water phobia. Well, that's not even explained at all. Yeah, it is. The yeah, uncle, well, he like, pushed, he pushed her. Yeah, he pushed her, yeah, in yeah. the lake. Um, but as to why she's seeing all these, like, apparitions of Jason Voorhees. I think it goes back to that same thing. It's like... And she, how he looks like a different fucking child. Yeah, yeah that's the weirdest show. At one point, like, he's dude. Asian. Yeah, it's like an Asian dude. In the mirror, yeah. the mirror scene. With some fucking weird, like, special <laughs> effects that yeah. are super cheesy. Yeah, but I think it all goes back to that when the uncle tried to get her to, like, learn how to swim but accidentally almost drowned her. Or, actually, I don't know if it's accidental. That guy's a He dick. just John Wayne her and picked her up and tossed yeah. her into the water. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, at, at you the can't swim! Christian, at the old fishing <laughs> hole. Right? Yeah. And then that's when, like, the boy Jason, like, spirit, like, tapped into her at that point and just never left her. It almost seems like they try to go back to, like, the whole telepathic thing. Yeah. And we're like, well, let's just, like, kind of throw, like, that part in. Right. But, like, we just don't have to explain any of it. Like, even yeah. though it doesn't tie into anything, like, we'll just keep those parts. Cause we Maybe because they didn't get her for the parts. movie. Right. Yeah. But they when they were editing wanna, that like, Someone was, like, super adamant about keeping those parts in. They're like, that's not going to make any sense. And he was like, fucking roll it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's definitely got to be the influence behind that, and it was just a failed influence. But like, I would imagine that was probably super overlooked by a lot of people. They also wanted this to be the last Jason, uh, the last Friday the Thirteenth movie. I, I feel like they always do when they, they're like, "Oh, this one's gonna be it," and they always make another one. But like, and then we I feel bring like, in our pal Adam Marcus. Yeah, including that, like uh, the whole boy Jason thing and all that stuff. I feel like they were trying to give like, oh. This will like really make it feel like it's good closure for the whole entire franchise, but they again missed the mark, and of course it was never going to be the last Friday the Thirteenth. No way! I want it to just keep going. To Me be too. honest, like yeah. you know, there's been a lot of hate on Jason Goes to Hell. I fucking love that movie. I love Jason. That Goes movie's to Hell. a gem. I would love so good. To do a Jason it's actually crawled up. Yeah, it's crawled up my list quite a bit over the years, especially the more that we dove into doing some stuff for that and. Um, 
you know, not even being biased of like talking to Adam Marcus and how rad he's been, but it's just like, it's such a little masterpiece in itself. And I, I enjoyed Freddy versus Jason. I, you know, I, I, even for as bad as some of it was, like I even like to the new Friday the 13th, I, I, I feel like I'm going to like any Friday the 13th. I'll like some less than others, but like, Keep coming out with them. I don't even Fun, care if they're man. trash. I'm gonna watch them. Of course. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check them out. I'm probably gonna watch them again. <laughs> I like more Friday the Thirteenth more than I like some of the uh, Texas Halloween. Chainsaw Massacre. Oh uh, yeah. Well, and the and the Halloweens. Some TCM of the, some went in some newer, some weird TCMs, directions. Uh, yeah, they fucking when when you start yelling out shit like get them, cuz. <laughs> I have to agree with Shane though. Like that was that was a fucking good observation that Rob Zombie should have been trying to tackle that franchise over Halloween. That's something I, I was wondering where he was gonna go with that when we were doing that episode because I was like I was like where, where's he going here? But that totally makes sense if you think about it. Oh, it makes and, too much sense in my opinion. Yeah. It's like House of a Thousand Corpses and the Firefly family family are way yeah, too much like the other family. It's like it's almost like just making. Taking what he's already done, like what he got yeah. famous for in horror, and just being like, yeah, can you just apply it to what you were heavily fucking inspired by? You know what I mean? Yeah, they were the Sawyer family. They were, right. that's exactly what they were. They were living out in the middle of fucking nowhere mm -hmm. in Texas and like just scream that. And then it's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do like fucking Frozen 2. <laughs> Dude, I'm super jealous that every time you lift up that koozie, I want my fucking koozie now. Ooh. For you listeners at home, we made Ooh. some cool rat knife podcast koozies on camo fucking cami koozies and if you haven't seen that before we get to this episode you should probably pick one of those up because i am like chomping at the bit to get my hands on one and put my beer in well. it you keep can't it. see me john cena koozies <laughs> <laughs> it's been keeping my uh black cherry seltzer water nice and cold this uh, entire episode yeah it needs a miller latte in there <laughs> i knew mm. i knew you were gonna say that good old ml one thing we did miss that I really wanted to talk about was um, one of my favorite characters in the movie is the uh, the young like Asian girl student who's like she's like has like a scholarship to a science school and like the bimbo chick like makes her do coke or doesn't make her but definitely peer pressures her into it and then like she like they escape getting caught with a coke and then uh, she ends up having one of the coolest kill scenes in the entire movie um, just like those those visuals, visuals of of Jason like on this like super 80s boat dance floor like lit up like yep. crazy stuff on the walls like it's such an amazing visual to see jason in that atmosphere it's just great Yeah, she was, that was her first movie. She's actually, um, it's Kelly Who. She's actually the female Wolverine in X2. Oh, no, no shit. shit. Yeah, with the, the one where instead of the claws coming out from his knuckles, she's got all they come from her fingers, right? Yeah. Turn into yeah. claws. Yeah. That's she sick. Was a great, she was a great character in that, too. I did not sure. pick up on that. That's dope. Yeah, do you guys have a favorite? I think, Garrett, you mentioned earlier, I think the, the guitar kills your favorite, but. Eric, do you have a favorite kill from this movie? Because there's so many fun ones. I think the sauna one is my favorite one, but the guitar <laughs> is just like a, such a cool. I just liked the 
smash of like the lens, like yeah. like, like that whole like three D almost element to it. It reminded but, me of like a video game when like exactly like, the bad guy grabs you and then it plays that video. Right, right, right. Of, the like, kill the bad cam. Guy the kill you. cam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I I totally agree with you. The other thing that I really liked is um. It, it, this isn't a kill scene, but when uh, when Sean totters Kane on the train and he like pulls the fucking emergency yeah. stop, yeah, like he, and he like tumbles and then just gets up and he's like, "You son of a bitch!" Like, yeah. you know, like, it's like just, someone in the back whole like, thing was "This isn't my stop." <laughs> yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think the sauna, the sauna scenes, my my favorite kill scene. I just wish most creative. I miss. I, I wish the aftermath matched the beginning of the <laughs> yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah. But I love I that do, it does. I do love the uh, the visuals of him grabbing the rock out yeah. and like the steam and everything, and then just cramming it. And into it's like his on fire. Hole. It's like on yeah, fire it's when just, it goes it's in. It's just it's just so yeah. And that's the only part that up. like set me off was, as far the as chest. I know, like your blood and everything's not flammable. So like, where the fuck were all the flames coming from? Right. Like that was the only thing that set me off about it. But I <laughs> seen just visual effects. But like. I thought it was great, though. Still, I thought yeah, I just wanted to see some steam coming out. Yeah, out of this movie, like that was my favorite. That's awesome. Mine's definitely the dance floor kill. Like the when Jason picks people up by the throat and chokes them out. I, I just love the like just the raw power there. Mm. And then to to just the icing on the cake that made this my favorite is after she's dead, dangling there. He fucking chucks her onto that dance floor so hard and she just oh, yeah. smashes the ground and i love it yeah she takes it like a champ too <laughs> whoever whoever that stunt double was just fucking limp. took that like a champ yeah no i agree with the whole raw power aspect it had like that h4 vibe yep just picking people straight up michael myers just like and there's no like you don't get those shakes or anything like that right. it's just a fucking stiff just there's no fucking matching. Imagine this. that. Imagine being picked up like that, just fucking legs dangling. All right, Whoa. so I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw you guys a fucking curveball here. All right, take Send the time. It. Since this is our first Friday the Thirteenth episode, what is your favorite part five? Jason Kill. No. Jason Kill of all Jason time. Kill. Oh shit! Take your time. This is where I put in the Jeopardy music. I'm still going to go with part five bathroom scene in the Porter Shitter. Are you talking about with what's his name? He's like, ooh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you already fucking know, dude. <laughs> favorite i'm googling up because i don't want to forget I, I definitely don't remember a lot of them oh you noob i'm gonna have to go with Clint you asked the question you should know i asked the question that's what i'm saying i'm gonna have to go with crispin glover in pot four okay he's like have you seen the corkscrew and he slaps his hand down and he fucking stabs his hand with the corkscrew and then immediately gets a fucking cleaver right in the face ted hey ted where the hell's corkscrew That whole everything with that was just it was so quick and it was so well done. 
I also like the uh, scene when the dude's walking on his hands. The hands like, do a handstand yeah. walking, he and he gets fucking machete to the crotch. Is that part, that's part three, right? No, that's part four. That's four. That's four. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Andy. Yeah. Yeah, those are definitely my two favorite. I thought you were going to say your favorite, like, Friday, like, ever. And mine is part five, and I get chastised for that all the fucking time. But it's super fun. And, and it's weird. Everybody's, I feel like, is, like, part four. So, like, everyone has a super huge heart on for part four. I love all of them. But, yeah, I, for whatever reason, dude, five and, and nine, Jason Goes to Hell, are, like, two of my absolute favorites. Like, they're just, like super comical and very fun yeah jason goes to hell is also a great one and I even and i share a lot of people are going to hate this oh absolutely uh, i don't give a jason, fuck jason x jason yeah, so fucking space. ridiculous and like <laughs> reminded me of like leprechaun goes to space that's exactly like, what i was gonna say dude but like i went into that movie just being like this is gonna be ridiculous and i don't expect anything less than that like, and that's exactly how it should be viewed like this movie i was like Oh, I don't know what's going to go on with this, but as soon as they were like Jason X and I saw the fucking metallic mask, I was like, right, I do love is, it. This this is going to be fucking ridiculous. Gary, did but you like, see the toilet kill from part five? Yeah, the Porter okay. John. Yeah. Yeah. That one's fucking awesome. With, um, what is his what's name? What's his name? I can't remember his name either. And his girlfriend's sitting outside of the fucking Porter shit, <laughs> listening to him, and he's like, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. His name's Demon. Yeah, that's sick. Oh, lighten up, Demon. You'll feel a lot better after you shit. <laughs> I feel a lot better when I'm out of here. This shit box is gross. Well, you better watch out for the snakes that's gonna crawl up that crapper and bite your ass. <laughs> Are you sure that's yeah. part? No, it's not part five. Yes, it, it is. Isn't? No. Yes, it is. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning, right? Dude, I'm positive his name is Demon, because his little brother was in the uh, boys' home. Oh, yep, yep, yep. All right, I fucked up. All right, I'm going to go with my favorite kill altogether, and I just had to look up a bunch of them because I wanted to make sure that I was... Did you just Google me. best kills from Friday the 13th? Yes, I did. I just <laughs> wanna, I wanted to make sure I didn't, I didn't, I didn't miss any. Number one fan and, favorite kill. And I'm not, like a, I'm not the biggest Friday the 13th fan, but... I think I'm going to go with Kevin Bacon's kill from the original. Oh, with the, the arrow through the throat? When he's in laying in the bed, ripping the butt. He's, like, hanging back, smoking a butt with his, like, arms up. And then, like, the arm comes around, and then the arrow comes piercing through the bed, through his throat. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. Is it an arrow, or is it a spear? It's, I think it's an arrow. It's, like, an arrowhead. Do you guys want to take a second for Google here? I can Google it. Do, do, I'm just YouTube the scene. Do, 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 do. Kevin Bacon death scene. I, I'm almost one. sure it's a fucking... I, it would make sense that it's an arrow. I haven't seen part one. Honestly, I skip over part one and two pretty much all together every time I watch this shit. I don't... So the, I... I Because every time I get excited about Friday the 13th, I'm like, I gotta start at the beginning. And like, you know what I mean? And then I end up watching yeah. like one and two and three and then I lose steam and I never like watch the other ones until like we do something like this or like we're like making a pin or whatever. But yeah, I, I, I've, I think I've, I've definitely seen the first one the most. 
And I had yeah. it, I had that one on VHS before I had any of the other ones, so that that was just on rotation. So I definitely saw that one the most. But uh, speaking of making pins, one of my favorite pins we've ever made is the Part Eight fucking Toxy Jason. Thanks, uh, man. Yeah. That combination, yeah. that backing card in the fucking in the in yep. the head, and like the how you didn't use white, like it has like the yellowy look and like all this, mm-hmm. the grossness on it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'd have to say that that's hands down one of my absolute favorite backing cards that you've ever done. And I remember how stoked you were on it. Like afterwards, you're like, dude, I'm gonna do this like taxi ticket, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, all right, man, do your thing. Like right. I had no idea where the fuck you were going with it, but I was like. This is super cohesive. Yeah, I just wanted it to be like to get that same like over the top, almost caricature of New York City in the '80s kind of vibe to it. I think the that Checker was definitely a, a huge fan favorite as well. Yeah, those things flew off the shelves, and then they 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 sold crazy on the aftermarket too. And the Part Five, that little jank Part Five mask that was just so simple. Not oh the, yeah, not the cool one with the. I was gonna say you're red. Your Part Five with like the raindrops and like the the imposter reveal is. My, literally the best design pin I think we've ever done. Mm. Roy. Good old Roy. Love Roy. Eric, did you figure out if it was a spear or an arrow? No, I just see something stabbing through his throat. It's something. It's one of the it's one of the two. But that's stab with something. Kevin Bacon's death scene is just great. At the hey, end of the day, bacon. the bacon's dead. The bacon. I want to do the radio host thing. What radio host thing? like this. We live in a land of COVID-19 and isolation. Trapped in four walls with no escape. Nor do we want it. <laughs> Thank you for hanging in with us for another episode of the Rat Knife Podcast. That concludes this episode. Eric, cue the music. The What's up there, you hockey face fucks? Tonight we're gonna. Ah, oh, fuck. What's up, you puck suckers? What's up there, you hockey face fucks? What's up, you butt sniffing putt suckers? <laughs> I'm here with fucking Garrett and Adam. <laughs> pow, pow. 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 <laughs> pow. All right, hold on. So we're gonna do it again. I'm here with Eric Pow and Garrett Poo. <laughs> pow. Fast feet and combos. Bring us in, Eric.